Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today's show is a little bit different. It was a recording of a presentation I gave at Joey Pepka's Apartment Investors Meetup, which is a monthly subgroup of MINRIA, or the Minnesota Real Estate Investors Association. My presentation was on best practices for networking. And although it's a little bit off topic from what we normally cover in this show, I still thought it would be beneficial for you to hear because as apartment owners, we are business owners. And as business owners, it's great for us to be improving our various business skills, including networking. So a couple of things before we get into this show. Number one, this was a live event held at a Devani's, so we didn't have any professional audio and video equipment on hand. Uh, the audio, it was recorded with my phone and a lapel mic, and you know it wasn't 100% how I would have liked it, but uh, I hope that you will still really get some great content out of the presentation, even though the audio quality isn't 100%. Number two, uh, there was no video at the event, but I am still releasing this on my YouTube channel, Real Estate Styles. And if you happen to look at the video there, what you'll see is the PowerPoint presentation that I gave during the presentation. So that is a resource available if you're interested. And finally, be sure to stay till the end of the show because I'm going to be sharing a pro tip about how to use LinkedIn to connect with everybody in the room at your next meetup. So let's get into it. I hope you enjoy the show. It is a common saying amongst real estate investors that you make money when you buy, not when you sell. While this catchy phrase has value, it fails to convey how easy it is to lose money through poor property management. Whether you self-manage or hire a professional, it is important to understand how to navigate the common pitfalls and challenges with rental properties without losing your shirt or your mind. That's why you have tuned in to Maximizing Your Property Value the Apartment Owner's Guide to Operating Rental Properties as a Successful Business. I'm your host, John Stiles, real estate agent and team leader of the VIP Real Estate Group at Bridge Realty. As a current multifamily investor and former property manager myself, I understand the headaches and difficulties of keeping an investment property from becoming a money pit and time sucker. It takes a solid business plan. It takes tested systems and it takes key team members to actually find success. So let's take a deep dive and maximize your property value. How's everybody doing today? Wonderful. All right, I don't do a lot of public speaking, so bear with me because I get all the butterflies to fly in formation. <laughs> but uh, thanks to Joey for having me, and um, really excited to share with you guys today. I thought I should start off with just explaining who I am for anybody that doesn't know me. Uh, my name obviously is John Stiles. I am a licensed real estate agent with Bridge Realty. And um, I got my start in real estate about 10 years ago. So pretty soon they're going to let me take the training wheels off <laughs> and really you know, make 2020 the, the year it all happens. Um, but I got started in real estate because um, I was interested in investing, but I really had no idea you know, how to make it happen. I didn't really have anybody to show me how to make it happen. I was really pretty, just not knowledgeable about it. So, but I thought I could manage somebody else's rental property pretty easily. Um, so I, I started my own property management business and then found out you have to be a licensed agent uh, to do that. So 
Went and got my license, uh, became a leasing agent, uh, property manager, and I uh, did that for a number of years, managed about 120 doors, give or take. And um, so I learned a lot about, about rental properties in that time period. Um, as a licensed agent, I was also able to begin selling properties. And as the market was you know, going up and, and improving, um, I was able to help a lot of our clients who were kind of accidental landlords to uh, sell their properties. And then the clients that were uh, purposeful investors, you know, find new opportunities. So um, after doing a number of sales deals, um, I figured I kind of liked that better than the management side of the business. Um, in the management side of the business, you know, it would be a lot easier if there was no tenants and no owners to deal with. <laughs> But uh, it's not. So I like the sales side of the business just because, uh, you know, people are a lot more happier when they're buying or selling something. So, uh, but that's just briefly about myself. Um, and then one question I have for you guys before I get into this topic here is who here was at the conference, the North Star Real Estate Conference back in September? Okay, great. So I need to apologize to you guys because. Uh, I gave a very similar presentation there, so this might be a little bit of a repeat, but hopefully it's still, you know, beneficial and you can get something out of it still. And if you were not at the conference, uh, you have an opportunity to come to our next one, which is in April, the 24th and 25th, and um, there'll be more information about that later, but it's a great opportunity. There's speakers coming from uh, both locally and nationally, talk a lot about different topics in real estate, and it's going to be a great place to network. So, so and let's. And if you go once, once the website is live and everything like that, you step to twenty, you get a hundred dollars off. Hundred dollars off. Yep. The, and the website is live. It so, is live. Okay. So, yep, you can go ahead and do that. Um. So the website is nreconference.com. It's going to be right here in Bloomington, just down 494 a little bit, uh, April 24th and 25th. So um, networking, networking on purpose. Who can tell me why, why is networking important? Mm -hmm. Find a client, prospect. Okay. Learn something you don't know. Learn something that you don't know. By the way, first two answers get a mug. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Yep. So, congratulations. Uh, any other reasons? What What's networking all about? What's the purpose of it? Finding out information about somebody else. Okay. Build relationships. Build relationships. Very good. Very good. So. Now the the question I, that I've run into, you know, I've I've done a lot of networking over the past ten years, um, but my problem has been I've I've not always come away feeling that it was a successful endeavor, and and the problem associated with that is there's a lot of time and money invested in networking. I mean, you paid five dollars to get in here today, right? And that's not a lot of money, but if you go to other events, you know, it could be a couple hundred dollars a year or a couple hundred dollars a weekend depending what the event is so you've got money invested into networking and you've got time invested into networking but is it are you getting the return on investment okay so I found that 
um, for me, networking does not happen just naturally. I've gone to a lot of networking events, and it's, it's not returned the investment that I had into it. One of the things we do at networking events is we collect business cards, right? Pass out business cards. I've collected a lot of business cards in my day. This is, of course, just a small portion of the business cards I've collected over the years. Is that impressive? I don't know. Um, but you might look at this and say, wow, that's great. And, and in fact, I did, when I initially started collecting cards, I was like, I know at one uh, event I went to, um, they had regular attenders, and then when a visitor would go, they would hand them all the business cards for all the members. And so I came away with a huge stack of cards, and I remember going back to uh, somebody at my office and saying, look at this gold, you know, now I've hit the jackpot, now my business is going to take off because I have all these people I'm connected with. But the problem is, <laughs> there's still just a stack of business cards. This paper is actually worthless to me. I mean, uh, years later, if I try to figure out who this person is and are they going to remember me, are they going to care if I call them and try to do business with them? Maybe, maybe not. So um, the other issue that I've run into as I've tried to do networking is I don't feel like I'm naturally an extrovert. I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert, some sort of combination of the two. Um, I don't always feel like I'm very charismatic. I'm, uh, so I've got kind of some personality or self-doubt issues, potentially. Um, but here, who here feels like um, that when they walk away from a networking event that they, they feel like it's been a success? I mean, who feel like they're a successful networker? Okay, great. So maybe you guys can come up and share the rest of it. <laughs> well, it depends. Come event to event, right? Yeah, yeah, it depends. So, so that being said, you know, I've put together kind of some best practices for myself so that I can improve my networking skills. And so that's what this presentation is about. And hopefully you guys can all, you know, take something out of it and, and improve your own skills. And then the other thing I want to say about this before I get into it is a lot of these things are um, pretty obvious. They're common sense, if you will. But I find uh, with myself and with others that common sense things are not always commonly practiced things. So hopefully just kind of hearing this in this context will maybe help it click, <coughs> help it to click in a new way. So. So let's see if my, my clicker works here. So, um, so we've talked about some of the different purposes of networking. And I want to suggest kind of this, this definition of my purpose for networking. It's to build mutually beneficial relationships that leverage the extended connections. Okay. Build mutually beneficial relationships that leverage extended connections. Could you say that de definition one more time? Or sure, yeah. So um, the purpose of networking, in my mind, I just I made this up. I didn't know. Uh, to build mutually beneficial relationships that leverage extended connections. So that's what this picture is about. You know, sometimes we network and we might meet somebody that's not. We don't initially think that the relationship is beneficial, 
like they're not exactly what we're looking for. But I think we fail to realize that how many other people that that person is connected to. And so if we find a way to um, build a strong relationship with that person, even if it's not to meet um, an immediate need that you have, uh, there's opportunities there that you could still have. Okay, so I've broken up these tips into uh, three sections, you know, pretty analytical and organized. So we've got uh, three sections here before you go to a market or uh, networking event, during the time that you're at a networking event, and after the time you're at a networking Ooh. event. Did everybody get one of these flyers? Great. Thank you. Okay, so my first tip that I give you is to be prepared to share something interesting about yourself. So again, I'm going to remind you this is common sense, but not always commonly practiced. So what do I mean by that? Um, something interesting about yourself. It, it could be both on the business side of things and also on the personal side of things. You know, Be prepared to talk about your family, um, your hobbies, and be prepared to get it very specific about your business. What is your focus um, with your real estate investing? Um, again, I hate to be so repetitive, but you, you think this is obvious and everybody should be doing this, right? But I think that the reason I want to stress this is because I want you to think critically about it um, so that when you speak to people, um, you're not talking about so many different random things, but it's, it's something that people can connect with. So you want to be building these bridges of commonality um, because we know that people do business with people that they know, like, and trust, right? So in order for them to know and like and trust you, they need to begin to build bridges of commonality. So that's why you want to be prepared to talk, to share something interesting about yourself. And uh, the next thing that you want to be prepared for ahead of time is to share something of value. So today, I have brought, in some, I have brought something of value for you. Um, I have a subscription to CoStar, which, uh, if you know, is uh, a data, data center for, for commercial, multifamily, and other uh, statistics, deals, analytics. And uh, it's not a cheap subscription. It's like $400 a month. And, um, but they have some great um, market analysis in there. And, you know, we all are wondering, you know, what's going on in the apartment market here in the Twin Cities. And um, so here's a little report that you can read. Uh, you may not have access to otherwise. And I just want to share that with you. So as you go to a networking event, what type of value can you bring to somebody? Okay. And, and I don't mean, I don't want you to think about that in terms of a sales pitch. Okay. Networking is not about making a sale. Yes, this is related to the type of business that I do as an agent, but I'm not expecting you all to do business with me. I'm giving you a gift here. Um, so what, what thing can you bring? It might be knowledge about uh, a deal, an opportunity that you looked at that was not right for you, but it could be right for somebody else. If you know that it's available, you could bring that opportunity. 
Um, so knowledge, uh, resources, um, what type of value can you bring? And I know, I, I want to give an example here of a, a title company I know um, where the, the title agent, the sales rep, one of the things he does is just what I mentioned there. Whenever he learns about properties that are available or buyers that are looking, he takes note of that <coughs> and he tells everybody he can tell. And he's not going to earn any sort of commission by putting a buyer and seller together. Um, it's related to his business because if he can close the transaction, that's great. He can earn some business that way. But he's not looking for that necessarily. He's just sharing value. So what can you bring of value to, to a networking event? And the third thing is to know what you're looking for. Okay, this kind of goes back to the having a purpose in your networking. Um, and I want you to define one thing before you go to an event. You know, are you looking for your next deal? Are you looking for a lender? Are you looking for a partner, a mentor? <coughs> We've heard it said in setting goals in general that if you, sh if you aim for nothing, you'll be sure to hit it, right? So I think this can apply to attending a networking event as well. So if you leave a networking event feeling like you didn't get anything out of it, well, did you know what you wanted to get out of it when you entered that networking event? So next phase of this is at the networking event. Welcome, you guys are all here. So you can start right now. So, um, so even though we've spent all this time kind of inwardly focused figuring out who I am, what I'm looking for, what do I have, when you get to the event, you know, be willing to share that, but don't start with that, okay? Uh, nobody really wants to talk to somebody that only talks about themselves. So if, if that's you, I know some people are naturally like that, maybe just take a self-assessment and see if you can work on that a little bit. But um, people actually are attracted to people that are interested in the other person. So, so look for... Look for the value that other people have. Again, referring back to the extended network idea, um, even if the person that you're talking to is not exactly the, the seller that you want to meet, maybe they know somebody who knows somebody. Okay. So a couple of tips to help you do this effectively is, number one, to use people's names. And uh, I think most of us have heard this before that, you know, somebody's name is really the, the most meaningful sound that they can hear. Um, and I, I don't know, raise your hands uh, if you feel like you're good at remembering names. Great, okay. And if you're not good at me remembering names, anybody? Okay, there's more people here. I, I'm so glad I'm not alone. Because <laughs> I've always said... I've always said that I've, uh, I'm terrible at remembering names. But you know what? Uh, I, read a, I read a book, or I listened to a book recently, uh, Extreme Ownership. Have you ever read that by Jocko? So um, I'm done with excuses, okay? Um, I'm going to take ownership of me remembering names. So how am I going to do that? Well, one thing is I appreciate, Joey, what you've done. We've got... So it's helpful for me. I learn things visually and through action. So 
having names visual is, is really helpful. If you're at a, an event where you don't have name tags, you got to figure out how to overcome that. So what else could you do to, to visualize somebody's name if they don't have a name tag? Well, you could actually, in your mind's eye, you can visualize how it's spelled out and take just a split second, Josh, J-O-S-H, spell it out in your mind. Now I've just visualized it. Or you could take a piece of paper. I, whenever I go to a, an event, I try to, I don't know where it went, but try to keep a notebook nearby. Figure out where it went. Here it is. Write somebody's name down. Now I've not only visualized it, I've also taken action <coughs> and I've acted upon that. Okay, so I have, um, have taken advantage of my learning styles in that. And the, the other tip I give you with remembering names is to do a word association or even a sound association. So what does the name sound like? Who is somebody else that you know? What is a location or a thing that you can associate with that name and with that person's face to just help that name sink in better? And um, what's really important once you learn their name, is to repeat their name. So that's what it says up here, use people's names. Because again, they're, they're going to feel better connected with you if they feel acknowledged that they exist. Um, so so when, you, when you introduce uh, yourself to somebody, you say their name again, and, and find another op opportunity in the conversation to say their name. Okay, so number two is to ask questions. And uh, this goes back to discovering the value in, in who you're talking to. Um, one really great way to, to ask questions is actually just, it's not actually a question, but it's repeating what somebody has just said to you. That tells them that you heard them, and it also gives them opportunity to clarify what they've said. Um, it'll, it might sound awkward, at, or it might seem awkward at first to repeat exactly what somebody has told you, and but actually they won't really notice. They won't realize that you're simply repeating them. But if it, if they hear what they've said repeated back to them, they'll expand upon it and they'll feel like they have been heard. So you also want to ask questions that dig deeper into what they're sharing. So you, you got to assume that what somebody's just told you is important to them. And if you can ask a follow-up question that digs deeper into that topic, again, they'll feel like you are listening to them and you're connecting with them. Um, so again, we're not trying, in networking, we're not trying to get to a sale. We're not trying to get to yes, okay? We're trying to begin building relationships. And um, as I kind of referenced regarding names, is take notes. So whether that's kind of in between conversations as you go from group to group or person to person, take a split second and just write down their name, write down one key thing that you had that in that conversation that you learned about them. Because um, otherwise, if you've met 20 people at an event, and then you go back to your office and it's kind of, you're busy or back to your home, family, How? what are the chances that you're going to remember all those conversations? For me, with my memory, slim. So 
take notes um, as, as much as you can. And even if, um, if it's a really busy uh, networking event and you're going from conversation to conversation, um, have your notebook out right then and there. And it, just tell people, hey, I really, I really value this, <coughs> this uh, beginning of this relationship we're talking about here. Let me just take a moment to write this down. And people will understand. I, you know, it might seem awkward at first, but people will understand what you're doing. So. Yeah. When we were at the, the real estate conference last September, there was actually a person that had never happened to me before in however long um, that was linking in right away as they were talking. So once they were talking to you, then they were linking into your LinkedIn profile. Like right, right while we were talking. I thought that was a valuable way to not lose that connection. And then, you know, obviously you have have access to all of everything that they had right away. Like during yeah. the conversation, like can you link in? Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that's great. And... Uh, like for example, I didn't bring my business cards today, but if you guys look me up on social media, you can find me, John Styles, and we can be connected that way. So, um, and then uh, the next thing here is just introduce people to other people. So even if you've arrived at this networking event and you feel like you're not sure what kind of value you have to offer, uh, you have the value of introducing one person to another. Once you've met somebody, you now know them, and everybody loves a warm introduction, am I right? <laughs> so you've actually provided value to two different people when you make an introduction. Additionally, you've had an, another opportunity to say their name. Okay, so after the event, this is where the real networking starts, actually. And it's really complicated. I'm going to give it to you all right up front here. Three steps, follow-up, follow-up, and follow-up. So the, the issue with this, again, common sense, but not always common practice. The issue with follow-up is follow-through. So what does follow-up really mean? Well, when you get back to your office or your home or whatever, <laughs> you've got your notebook, with names and details about conversations and who people are, I suggest you use a CRM, a customer relationship management tool. Um, you know, obviously this could be as simple and basic as an Excel spreadsheet or your contacts on your phone, but I would recommend that you find something with a, a few extra features in it. Um, I'd recommend that you have something where you can segment or group or label people. <coughs> so you want to be able to um, quickly and easily come back to people that you met. So you know, if you just go to one event and you meet 20 people, that's not too many to remember. But after you've done this for 10 years, you're going to have met hundreds of people. And how are you going to remember all those? Um, and then when you meet somebody new and they're looking for that one person that does that one thing and you're like, I know, I know that person, but who is it? Well, you want to be able to go back to your CRM and be able to search for maybe that segment or label of maybe the real estate agent who specializes in multifamily property with four to 40 units, whatever it is um, in, your, in your CRM there. So, 
segment connections into group. Um, then you want to create a follow-up plan, um, a frequency. So some people, um, I would say with everybody you meet initially, you want to follow up with everybody the same within the next couple of hours actually, if not the next day or within the same week. You want to make an initial follow-up right away. Then with some people, if there's not a very strong connection, maybe the frequency is less, maybe quarterly or annually or whatever. But if it's a stronger connection, stay in touch with people weekly and monthly, depending on what the situation is there. But you want your CRM to be giving you this, uh, these reminders. Again, if you leave it in your brain, it may not happen, um, especially when you've got a lot of people. Um, but remember, these, these connections are really valuable. You've spent a lot of time. You spent a lot of money in order to gain these connections. And in addition, we know how valuable they, valuable they can be, right? Remember what the purpose was that we're doing networking in, in the beginning to create valuable relationships, to create business partnerships, to find deals, opportunities, partners, <coughs> all these different things of why uh, networking is important. So... I would say that at least one, if not several, of these follow-up reaches um, needs to be an in-person meeting. Um, you know, we can go ahead and connect on LinkedIn and Facebook and all that, and those are good, um, but they're kind of passive. You, you can like somebody's post or whatnot, but how well you're going to really get to know them. So, if you if you see a real business opportunity with somebody, um, if you have a good connection with them, you definitely want to get together with them again kind of on a one-on-one -on -one or a smaller group so that you can build a stronger relationship with them. So that's what we're trying to do here is, is tap into the extended network that is out there. And then so what I do want to leave you with here is kind of similar to what you said, but it's a, a tip on LinkedIn. So if, anybody, if you have a LinkedIn on your phone, if you could bring out your phone right now, so once you have LinkedIn up, there we go. you're going to want to click on the, on the lower left-hand side. It says home, and then it says my network. So you're going to click on my network. Say yes if you're with me. Yes. Great. And then on the lower right side, there's a little plus sign uh, with a little silhouette and a plus sign. So if you click that, say yes if you're with me. Yeah. All right. So it should look like this. And then you're going to want to click find nearby. Or tap, not click. And in a moment, for everybody that's participating, you should be able to see them right there on your phone. All right. So go ahead and hit plus next to the people that you're not connected with. <laughs> All right. Is everybody connected in here now? All right. Looks like a few more people. All right. So now that we're connected on LinkedIn, you know how to reach me. So yeah, let's go out there and have uh, some success in our networking endeavors in 2020. All right. Yeah. 
Thanks for tuning in to Maximizing Your Property Value, the apartment owner's guide to operating rental properties as a successful business. If you're considering scaling up, downsizing, or right-sizing your real estate investment portfolio, it's important to know how to determine your property's value in today's market. That's why I've put together a free ebook for you called How to Calculate Your Investment Property's Value. To get your copy, go to www.realestatestyles.com forward slash value. Now, if you found any value in today's show, be sure to subscribe to our email newsletter, YouTube channel, and podcast through your favorite podcast player. All the links are in the show notes. And would you do me a big favor? Help me get the word out about this show by sharing with your friends on Facebook and LinkedIn. And lastly, we appreciate your five-star rating on iTunes. I really appreciate you and wish you the best in your real estate investing career. Signing off, I'm John Stiles with Bridge Realty. Make it a great day.